0: Hello and welcome to So Farscape. A fun-filled Farscape fan cast by a fervent fan and a frankly fascinated first timer. Oh, very good. <laughs> Thank you, you. You found one. That's I did. Excellent. I'm Kaki. I'm K. And, and this is a the story, story So Farscape. Farscape. Oh. We're at the end of season one. We've had season one. It is all over. All and done for. I heard it didn't get renewed. Oh, wait, no.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> it came very close to not being renewed. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there was a lot going on in Australia at the time. The program had done rather well in the markets for which it was intended. Right. The sci-fi channel in the US and uh, various European markets aired on the BBC, where I saw it in uh, in Europe as well. Mm-hmm. But uh, there weren't that many studio facilities that could house productions of that sort. Uh-huh. And they were being muscled out of the Fox studios where Farscape had been filmed in Sydney. Oh. By. Right. Star they were doing Phantom them.
0: Menace uh, or whatever it was that they're filming at a time. No, Phantom Menace had Phantom been Menace, filmed, so yeah.
2: yeah. they would have been getting ready for uh, episode two, Attack of the Clones? Yes. Yeah. I think so, yeah. Like, moving the entire production to the US was cost prohibitive. Oh, damn. Just because yeah. of the, the shipping. And also, like different pay scales for right. like actors, crew, that sort of thing. But they managed to find a new location called Homebush, which was like two hours out of Sydney. A bit mm-hmm. of an inconvenience for the people who'd moved there. And it was not dedicated, it, it was not built as, a, a, film as studio. a studio to begin with. It was an abandoned set of warehouses. Well,
0: couldn't it be much worse than no air conditioning running while they were filming because it was making too much noise films to do that they did the first season in, so... When we come back in season two,
2: everything's going to look a little bit different because the ceiling was a different height. So some of the sets... Uh-huh. Had to be redesigned
0: and everything had to be uh, yeah some interesting new challenges. So Moya has gone through, lost some of that uh, baby weight and now she <laughs> is uh... <laughs> yeah.
2: Oh, but so as the fervent fan, looking back on, uh, on on season one and re-experiencing it with you has been such a joy because that, that was the first. Moy, that I fell in love with. You even saw over the course of the series how the colour change was really much more golden in the
0: early episodes. Everything was shot in a golden outside light, and they started playing with light a lot more. Although they did seem to have that convention, like asteroids are blue and deep... uh... Planets are ochre, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That seems to be uh, the colour schemes that they were going for. Although it did depend on the planet. We've seen uh, quite a few different planets so far. Yes, okay, so for the listeners at home,
2: we're doing a, a sort of a recap of season one... But, of course, we don't want to just rehash all the episodes that we've seen. Yes, it will be valuable to, to collate some of our experiences. But I'm also really interested in, in hearing your perspective and, most importantly, testing your encyclopedic knowledge of Farscape via a really punishing quiz. Now, okay. I, I will say... I know that you struggle with names, yeah. so it's not all. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna punish you for no, right. for struggling with that. We are nerds of a certain color, right? right. We yeah. pay attention to certain amounts of trivia. How about your? How about yourself? What are you bringing to uh, to this season recap?
0: I've got a. I went through the episodes. And just had. I didn't rewatch them all, but I did go through my notes for all the episodes, and I tried to see if I could establish a a timeline. Basically, oh. things that were building up. Things that were. In retrospect, references or maybe even setups, or maybe not even setups, but retro, set, retcon setups. So, oh, we said this back in that episode, and oh, we can use that now. Stuff like that. Interesting.
2: Okay, so I, I wonder how we can set that up. Because let me, I'm going to do a quick mental list of like seminal, like episode numbers PK Tech Girl was number 7 that was a really important one a lot of a lot of uh, the crew have described that as the episode where they figured out what kind of show Farscape was going to be and that was then followed up with like DNA Mad Scientist Mm -hmm. uh, uh, (laughs) that old black magic with Maldis yes yes and the Prophets Roll (laughs) Towers Oh, rest in pieces. (laughs) Another really important one was episode 10, They Have Got a Secret. Yes. Where we learn about Dargo's backstory and that his character is actually a lot deeper than we knew before. And also the introduction of Moya's pregnancy.
0: Very true. And also the introduction of the Luxon space worthiness.
2: Uh, Speaking of introductions, next up was, I think the most important one to mention is, oh, what was it called? Durka Returns. Durka Returns, yeah. Okay. The of Tiana choose the added yes. To, yes,
0: to the crew. I was like thinking of it from a story perspective, and that right, felt, no, felt a little bit. okay, oh, more Rigel's demons, but at least he
2: got an arc in in the season. True, true, and that was that was it. That was his his confrontation with Durka, and then like a bug's life. I think is you can say whether it's a bug's life eighteen, and then there was the hiatus, and then it came back with with nineteen with nerve. It's arguable which is the one where the tone changed mm. and and suddenly there was a degree of maturity You
0: could say that the uh, end of season arc started with box life with the uh, that's where the oh, with
2: the fateful stabbing of uh, uh, of Aaron.
0: right it's where the the pk crew comes on board and commande- tries to commandeer moya right yes that's, that's the one here yeah. very good so you could think that yeah that you'd say that's where the i'd say that's where the end of season arc starts
2: Plot-wise, definitely. Yeah. Like the, the, in terms of production, the, the the last four were were really clustered together in the way that the first six episodes they were shot in in pods of two, mm. a standard way of or a way of television filmmaking in Australia that was common in their soap operas at the time, did not scale very well. PK Tech Gold was the first episode to be shot on its own, and when everybody like saw the results, how much more focus there was, how much more attention the production team and the actors could give to the right show. when they
0: don't have to run back and forth between seasons and filming, probably filming uh, scenes out of sequence. And, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, now you have to feel this emotion, or this just happened, and now you're doing this. You can save a lot of that on the cutting room floor, but it's uh, what I often hear is uh, quite tricky for actors. Yeah. Because they the the movies and a series as well are shot in a sequence that makes it makes sense from a production standpoint, not from a right. story standpoint.
2: Hey, I am just glancing down at the pieces of paper in front of you. You have got a ton of notes,
0: Kay. When you now say an episode number, I can just look up my condensed note for that episode. Oh
2: wow! <laughs> oh, can you read us some of these gems? Like what have you got for, uh, ooh, ooh, let me
0: find uh, Rhapsody in Blue. What does it say? Which episode number? I've got them by episode oh, number. Oh, that's one twelve. So it's 12. Uh, Let's the- see. Ah, yes. Uh, that's the, Del- the, the Planet of the Delvian Mind Control. Very good. Yes. Uh, Where? Okay. So this wasn't a bit of a uh, one of the things where I was wondering if this was a setup because we later on learn that Delvians are plant based. Mm. So we have this weird scene of Delvian old guy shuffling around in the dirt, uh, working on trees. Is this some kind of Delvian procreation ritual? Are they growing new Delvians there? Oh wow! Also, I noticed that the whole the temple uh, they they have their whole. Tree of Life thing, of course, yeah, which again yeah. is not not unusual in many very many religions, but of course it makes a little bit more sense if you learn that they are uh, originally plant based.
2: Oh my goodness! Like it's it might be part of their reproductive. Oh yeah, we yeah. Have no the life idea. tree,
0: Delvian religion. Yeah,
2: yeah. Actually, I wanted to bring up the Delvians because if you remember that old black magic, I think that was episode eight, the one with Maldus, mm-hmm. So Zan meets this this priest played by. Oh, no, now I've just forgotten his name. He's super hot. He was also the main dude in, in Defiance, which we happened to be uh, rewatching. The Boyfriend and
0: I. That was, let's see, just have him down in my notes. as red, I believe.
2: That's the one. Yeah, so, Lico. Liko, very yeah, yeah.
0: good. I'm honoured to be complimented by Delvian Pau.
2: Okay, so Liko was all red. He had this lovely red sort of flaxen-y hair like the Delvian females that we've seen. Right. And he also uh, uh, he also had these sort of yellow highlights, gold highlights on his skin, mm. which Zahn described.
3: The yellow highlights are stomata for the transpiration of water.
2: Ah, that's why you like the light so much. Photosynthesis.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Maybe he was also flora evolved. It might have been a a sister species, just like we have the… Oh, genetic cousins, like the… Yeah, the the Luxons and the whatever. And the Alanic's very good. That's the one. So yeah, that's, that's like all the notes I wrote down for that particular episode. Just a little refresher and little things that jumped out at me to uh, see what goes on. Very good. I'm, I'm really curious to learn some more. But before we move on with the,
2: the rest of your experience of season one, it is time for a punishingly difficult uh, trivia quiz to right. test. Whether
0: you are truly, what did you call yourself? A frankly fascinated first time.
2: That's the one. Let's see how fascinated you were. I've divided it into categories. several categories, like trivial pursuit. So we have politics. Culture, history, science, geography, and nature. All
0: right, let's start with science. Science. Because I... I am with science jock John Crichton here.
2: <laughs> I uh, I had a feeling that you'd go for science. When I play Trivial Pursuit, i always go for the science ones as well.
0: Yeah, I'd feel like that. At least they have unambiguous answers usually. <laughs> but you have to do them all in Trivial Pursuit anyway.
2: Okay, so here we are in uh, the category Science of Technology. Which of these... Is not like the other.
0: Okay. Henta, Metra, Dench, and Trad. Some of them are measurements, but.
2: I'm just going to go ahead okay. and give you like five points for noticing that.
0: Uh, but, I'm, and I, I, but I think some of them are measurements of time and some of them are measures of distance. I'm going to go with Metra.
2: Metra is incorrect. Oh. Oh,
1: no.
2: You were on the right track, though. Uh, Henta, Metra, and Dench are units of distance. Ah. Uh,
1: A bomb. Mere Hentas from where I was hovering.
2: Is how Rigel describes what he called an assassination attempt, but it was just him wee-weeing and it exploding. And metras, you were right, that was the distance. That was yeah. the, the range of the frag cannons.
1: Sixty Metras and closing. That was and it, yes.
2: Dench was also... Yeah, That one was blink and you'll miss it. I want a three-point grid search of every square dench of this asteroid. Leaving only the trad, which was mentioned in the flax, and that's the energy output.
3: 400 trads! No! It's too strong, I can't hold her! Oh,
2: yes, yes, yes. <laughs> So That's a unit of energy output, but very good. You get the definitely the five points for uh, for recognising that they're units. All right. Okay, another list coming up. Which three dimensions are used to communicate a planetary location.
0: Oh, I kind of remember, but it's, it's like... A lork and I've actually got the list here. Yeah. But if you can, like, you can oh, sorry, score some. It's, it's, no, 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 <laughs> it's fine. Go for it. You will score some extra points, <laughs> and these points will be redeemable for fun prizes. <laughs> I, I remember the scene, but, but where she's describing it, she's like drawing the stick in the sand. Very good. But it's again used on the Goltak base. The Garrack base. I'm definitely yeah, giving you plus five uh, points for just for realizing where it's this. That's also being used. But I can't. I can't remember. Do you want to try? It? It after no, no go on, go on. Pemno,
2: Decca, Delta, and Lurg. Del- definitely
0: Delta and Lurg. Very good. And which were the other two again? Pemno, Decca. I'm going to go with Deca.
2: Incorrect, ah. unfortunately.
0: Oh,
1: no. Delta 6, Premno
3: 9, mm-hmm. Lurg 8. eight.
2: And yes, you're right. Crichton then asks, like, Is it anywhere near here? And Aaron grabs a branch and draws it in the sand, directional vector, and explains it to him. I'm still going to award you another five points for doing so well. That's ten points in total. You're on a total of 15 so far. You're doing very well. There's a lot of questions in these categories. Oh, there's one more for science and (laughs) technology. And that is... If the Farscape 1 test flight had been successful, yes. you know, exponentially increasing its speed yeah. using only a planet's natural gravitational pull, how the f*** was John planning to get back to Earth? <laughs>
0: And your time starts now. He was going to get a tow from the Space Shuttle.
2: Well, how would well, the Space Shuttle reach him if his speed had increased, well, if he was travelling at unrecorded speeds? Yes,
0: that would just mean he would go very far, because he was in orbit. Unless he breaks orbital velocity, orbital velocity would be unrecorded speeds. Now, so, we
2: have seen one craft perform
0: uh, this manoeuvre successfully, and that was Moya,
2: later on in the same episode. Under John's direction, yes. Aaron piloted Moya to perform the exact same manoeuvre, using the planet's atmosphere and gravitational attraction. Yes, And that was... Enough to blast out of the range of a command carrier, which had no trouble keeping up
0: with where normally. On her her engines alone. No. So, how was he planning on getting back? Ooh, that is a very good point. He would need another planet with an atmosphere in order to be able
2: to perform the same maneuver and
0: return. There's Jupiter. Bit of a jog. I mean, if he's going at unrecorded speeds, he'll be back before noon. Hold on. Jupiter might be on the other side of the sun at this point. I mean, they probably would have uh, timed it right for that kind of thing. Oh, that is true. Planned (laughs) the trajectory so they could do a quick little slingshot. Venus, or Venus for that matter, it's closer. It has both an atmosphere and a gravity, so... Oh, that's true. Yeah. What about Mercury? Uh, No atmosphere. Uh, Also very close to the sun. Kind of hot. My very Oh yes, it is closer to the sun. Yes.
2: Okay, I'm definitely gonna give you ten points for that. Perfect. That is an impressive showing. So you're up to twenty-five points. Well Damn. done. Oh.
0: Out of a maximum of Oh, <laughs> I have not done the math. you the... <laughs> That per- will be
2: your that will be your final science question. Oh wow. <laughs> How many points could you have had?
0: This is turning into QI, isn't it? So let's see, where are we gonna take this? The story so far, Escape, I suppose, we haven't done quite yet.
1: Prepare to stop us.
0: I'm going to talk a little bit about my theory that Crasis' uh, hairdo either affects or shows his emotional state. I'm Not quite <laughs> sure which one yet.
2: So, and and what about his his like shavenness? Are we talking about well, like, when he's not
0: shaven anymore? Then he's really bad. Are we assuming
2: that he shaves, or that he has active and retractive follicles? Well, that would be terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> that he has just lots and lots of little tentacles. Maybe he
0: can control them, that's why he just like always wears the little goatee. And when he loses like his mental faculties or when he starts going on the fritz a little bit, that's when it goes wild and they just come poking out and he can't control them anymore. And once he brings himself back <laughs> under control, he can just retract the ones he doesn't want out there and just have his little goatee yes. again. it's like Delvian.
2: When they lose their sort of mental composure, their eyes turn red because of tissue bile migrating to the brain. Ew. Ooh, that's horrible. Do we have any parameters for this hypothesis? What evidence
0: do we bring? Well, he starts off well uh, quaffed and well shaven. And uh, you can see just him as he gets madder and madder throughout the season that his hair starts coming undone in little strands. And yeah, later on in the episodes, he goes unshaven. And right at the end, he starts pulling back together a bit again, just at the uh, end of the last episode of this season. Until he walks onto the bridge of, I'm not going to say it, Talon. Oh, boy, yeah. Uh, Thank you for
2: that. And Marvel's like, at that point, he hasn't had an opportunity to shave in the meantime. He just walked on there and just his mood changed. He was so impressed. He just retracted
0: all of his beard stubble. His hair tentacles just smoothed <laughs> themselves back into his top knot. Oh, no, it's not a top knot. It's just a... It's a cue. It's, also it's known as what... the battle pony. That's what Claudia Black called it.
2: <laughs> the battle pony. I guess. That's okay. It has very different connotations when you just say it out of context. <laughs> Did we ever figure out what Maldus's thing was? I think he was just like He's a he's an emotional vampire. vampire. Yeah, so he was like fe- feeding getting... off of their anger yeah. and rage. He did like his strategy ultimately was to get Grace right. yes. to bring his
0: battleship to 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 their planet so he could take it over. And then go on a rampage and uh, yep. Wasn't he planning on stealing Moya as well?
2: Yeah, a lot of people
0: who was planning on stealing Moya. The guys in the episode where they got trapped in the space uh, field.
2: Oh, the flax.
0: The flax, that's the one, yes. It was another one of the space episodes.
2: Yes, uh,
0: a nice convenient bottle episode. Uh, There's like lots of bitching.
2: <laughs> yes, I mean, that's fine. Uh,
0: There's also lots of kissing. Oh, yeah, bitching over where to go and all that. Stan? Stan. Well, oh, the The, uh, the, uh, the, the space absolute players. MVP,
2: the uh, garbologist. Yes. <laughs> as she calls
0: herself. <laughs> that was a fantastic twist there. <laughs> that's it. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, the whole—it was just like one of those episodes. Like I mean, like episode two, I E T, the monarch one. Sorry, episode three is what I'm talking about.
2: Uh, yeah, Exodus from Genesis. Yeah. Hey, is this your quiz for me? For me now? Oh, that'd
0: be fun. Yes.
2: <laughs> well, so I have f- an unfair advantage.
0: Now let me see what I have for oh, my notes here. I have
2: here. to de- decode your particular like derangements and and figure out. Okay, yeah, okay. yeah, bring it. Bring so
0: it. well, no, okay, I'll, I'll write you, read you this one first. It was yeah. fighting the monarch. Maya has hot flashes, uh, <laughs> and it was a space episode. <laughs>
2: yeah,
0: okay. No, it definitely was. <laughs> she wasn't even pregnant yet. We've discussed that before. It's like maybe she, it was a delayed pregnancy, I suppose. Mm. So the little uh, house on the uh, Perseus arm, was. Uh, yes. uh, that was a very episodal one. A typical uh, quest uh, for McGuffinum.
2: Oh, I don't think that's fair at all. <laughs> like, I know it's not a very highly regarded episode. And I I know that it was not a favorite in my early rewatches. Like, mm-hmm. I wanted to get to the, the, the meat. I wanted to get to, like, the continuing arcs and the characters that I knew so well. And this early experimentation was just, ah. Uh, out of tone. But now I've watched it again with you with more innocent eyes. Like, I have just delighted in how experimental some of the early episodes were mm-hmm. and how brilliantly performed and executed they were. Like, Linnea, oh, I forget the actress's name, but she that was a wonderful performance. I would have loved to see more of her and her oh, son out of right. the,
0: the space radio shack. Let me see. I'll do one and I'll see if I can find you what. Uh, all right, here we go. It's the planet of the ski hat people.
2: Thank God it's Friday again, episode 104. Oh. Five, So you remember? Six, you, remember no, you remember that yes, comment then? I know you. Also, I edit all the episodes, so I listen to them a lot more than you do. True, true, true. Uh, okay, that one's too easy. If anything, I should be testing you. Hey, what was your favorite joke of mine? <sighs> what? Yes, hit me again. Hit me again. Let me all see.
0: Right, um, Put me in, coach. That one's too easy as well. I, they're uh, all going to be easy. I'm just really good at Farscape, you know? Okay, fair enough. <laughs> um, oh, yes. Murder on the Moya Express. Oh, uh, episode 118 of Bugs Life. Okay, I'll give you another one. Someone is not as reformed. <laughs> no, from the same episode. Someone oh. is not as reformed as they seem.
2: Ah, Durka returns. Very good. Five, yeah. Episode 15. <laughs> Very good. Yes. We still never find out who done it. Oh, is that true? Yeah. I mean- Salas was dead. And the last thing in the, uh, the last moment in the episode, Crichton asks Chiana, Where
1: were you when Salas was murdered?
2: Oh, and she right.
0: Answer. And she, and so it might have been her, and, or it might still have been Durka.
2: Yeah, and the thing is, it doesn't matter. True, it doesn't matter whether she did or did it or didn't because she definitely could have.
0: Yes, she had the opportunity, she had the motive, so it makes yep. sense.
2: She's uh, she's shown
0: not to be afraid to uh, get sizzle her hands up dirty. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: okay, okay, my turn. All right, we still have category. politics. Oh, okay, good memory. That's the
0: one I can remember.
2: So very good. All right, we're gonna do politics. Question one. <laughs> How many subjects did Rigel rule?
0: Oh, 10 billion? Yes, or is it 10 billion planets? No, it wasn't 10 billion planets.
2: Um, no, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you no points for that. Oh, no. You weren't even within one standard deviation of it. It's 600 billion. 600 billion. I am dominar of over 600 billion subjects. 600 billion people. I have 600 billion subjects.
1: This is the ruler
2: of over 600 billion subjects. And How many times have we been over here? Every I time you say it, it's I, different number. I, I
0: always get confused because it was the other credit that said 10,000 and it was like, oh, no, 10,000 planets. Not 600 billion. Speaking of which, how many planets are in the
2: consortium of Trow, according to Jotham? Well, I've
0: just said 10,000.
2: But That is excellent. <laughs> excellent. Perfect. You get 10 points for that one. The Hainerian Empire is not
1: familiar to me. Yeah? Well, I never
2: heard of the consortium of Trow.
1: The imperfection is yours. How big is it? 10,000. 10,
0: <laughs> I have 600 billion subjects. 10,000 planets each
2: averaging per planet 4 billion trow I don't believe you the imperfection is yours alright sort of stretching politics a little bit but I only wanted I didn't want to keep adding categories the next one
0: is what is John Crichton's rank oh Interesting. Let me think about that. They don't have ranks in NASA. They might have ranks in IASA. Yeah. So this is a bit of a tricky. <laughs> so it's probably going, it's going to be a lieutenant or a captain. I think it's lieutenant. Oh no! Unfortunately, no. He is a commander. Commander. Oh. Yeah.
1: Commander Crichton.
2: Commander Crichton.
1: Commander Crichton. My rank is commander, but I'm not military. At least not any military. You know. Pilot always, like yeah, Pilot always calls he everybody
0: the by He calls Rigel Dominar and... Uh, Your Eminence. Eminence, yeah. oh, I that's also... On. But you can notice that his tone of voice, the way he says it, really changes depending on <laughs> how flippant he is, <laughs> yes. And lastly, in the category of
2: politics, who stole Rigel the 16th throne and how are they related?
0: I don't know the name, but it was his nephew, I believe. Oh no! Oh, unfortunately, no. It's his cousin Bishan. Cousin, nephew, and cousin—the word in Dutch means has different meanings. So <laughs> yes, considering that we've recorded twenty-two episodes where you've spoken
2: perfect English, that excuse is not going to. Unfortunately, you only scored ten points. Still very oh, well, good.
1: Right. Okay. A what bit else do we have? Arc.
2: Maybe we can talk about some of the some of the characters. Okay. Yeah. Obviously, John is the uh, is is the protagonist. So. Looking back on it, as we've, obviously we've watched it together, it's, it's a bit of a, I mean, it's an immigrant narrative. It's a refugee narrative. He's a fish out of water. Yeah. And he doesn't know how to open the doors. You know, at least they know where they are, how things work. It takes me ten minutes to figure out how to open the door.
3: You'll need to develop some patience yourself if you expect to survive here.
2: I'm trying. He struggles to keep up with stuff that everybody else feels is normal. So even though they're a very diverse group of peoples, they all have a shared expectation. uh, Genetic sieving process, everybody's injected with translator, microbes.
0: And they know how strange the universe is. Even though they haven't seen all of it, they've seen enough different things that they know. They're they're not so much surprised by new strange things they see. Whereas for John, everything is insanely new and weird. Yeah, something that he comments
2: on in uh, I think it's episode twelve. Yes, in the Delvian Temple with uh, with Aaron, that she uh, accuses her of refusing to wonder at things.
1: You know, I don't think anything amazes
2: you. I mean, look at this. You ever seen one of these before? What would you call this? I dubbed the triggerpod. I mean, what you? But th- no, no, no reaction from you.
3: Incredible! How special. They're a food sauce, John. No,
2: Aaron. It's unique. It's a squid calamari cucumber, and it it is incredible. But oh. so he progresses from this uh, this total fish out of water to the reason that I picked number eighteen is because that's where he has really figured stuff out. So he's had his crisis in uh, Jeremiah Crichton, where he yeah. d- d- felt. Um-
0: really call that a crisis he just basically resigned himself that he was going to be living there
2: and he was very surprised to find that they came after him yeah. and that sort of made him realize that he did have a place there right. and by the time like episode 18 a bug's life where he impersonates a peacekeeper like what are you doing aboard my vessel this is the point where he feels that he has such a handle on this universe, he can actually start asserting himself yeah. there and, and taking control.
0: Yeah, I noticed that as well that he, he starts getting a bit bit more into a leadership role, I would say, almost. Yeah. Uh, and definitely. He, he takes that command and he says, We're gonna go do this. It's usually it's been Dargo who has been very much yeah. starting to give orders without there being any basis for them to be followed on. And yeah. he starts and John starts starts doing that around episode eighteen. Yeah, Again. much the Dargo's. Chagrin. Dargo actually chills down a lot toward, towards the end of the season.
2: Yes, once he and John hash it out and, yeah, uh, and, he,
0: and meet at the same level. But not just between him and John, but uh, yeah, just in general towards the crew. He still has his snarky moments, but he doesn't have his like rage-filled. Like, oh, we're going to kill them, or we're going to do it like this, or <laughs> we're going to do it like that, and you're taking my orders, and we're going left. I uh, think he
2: has, he's opened up to them. He's shared his true history with them, the crime for which he was imprisoned. He's shown them his family. Even Aaron.
3: May I see her? She's quite beautiful.
0: Does it surprise you that such a Sebastian woman would love me,
3: Dago? It's ingrained in peacekeepers from birth that we must keep the bloodlines pure. That such unions are evil.
1: <sighs> Do you therefore think that my son is evil?
3: No. Because in his eyes, I see you. Dargo, no matter what happens to us, I will never
2: tell anyone about your son. Dargo's a tricky one because he is very young. Relatively, according to Zan, he's been through two uh, two battle campaigns, but like he's a young father. Thirty cycles, wasn't he, or something like yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. Was that uh, one of your questions? I actually don't remember. <laughs> let me just check. We'll uh, we'll call that one red if, if it does come up. But yeah, here's like the slow development of respect for John, for Aaron, for Zan. They have, the moment, at uh, at the end of. So when did
0: when do you start becoming such a caretaker? And it's like when you started needing it, or something yes. like. Yes. Very good. Very good.
3: When did our roles
2: become reversed, sweet doggo?
0: When you're required. And despite being a great big Luxon warrior, he's a rubbish fighter in the beginning.
2: (laughs) Okay, let's see if we can make a list. Just like I I realised that Crichton actually never lands via a spacecraft... Do we actually see Dargo win a fight? Uh, he kicks
0: John's ass with a tongue lashing. Yeah. Uh, and he finally starts doing a little bit uh, better fighting during the, episode 11. The first time actually making an effort to go back when he does, he's starting doing the wormhole research. And we have that wonderfully oh, chin-job oh, strapped lady. Yes, on the, little, the... The, the tech lass. I, I really loved her.
1: Flown conductor's my guess. Maybe an ionized Frankle as well. Shouldn't be too tough to fix. How soon? Hard to say. Should have it for you by nightfall. Probably. Are you sure you've got it contained? Oh, don't you worry about that. Old Furlough can handle it. Everything's going to be just fine. That's my motto. No other way, you dumb well lits. Have to tell him everything.
2: Me too. Uh, played by Magda Zubanski. She, oh, but... She's got the great eyes and everything like that. Yeah, the the really narrowed eyes. I remember that everything everything was about having tiny irises. Like they got goggles as well, but the goggles weren't shaded or anything. They were no. just painted completely opaque with a tiny pinprick. I mean, everything was camera obscura. It still works. It's yeah. like uh, and it would work
0: for eyes as well if you happen to evolve on a planet like that. It's also the episode with the bounty hunters, I believe. And yes, the uh, Vorkarian blood trackers. Mm. And there's another bit of a uh, Kray's arc in there as well with the uh, the hologram, which basically puts the bounty on their heads. Uh, and a secret message for Aaron as well. Officer Aaron Sun, Special Commando Icarian Company, plies our regiment, currently absence without leave. You will be captured. You will face trial and punishment. Abandon the human criminal. Return the Leviathan. Surrender Cardago, Paus Zotuzan, and Dominar Rigel 16. Comply. And you will retire, honorably. With your commission fully restored you have my oath
1: as a peacekeeper.
0: Uh, which he, okay. she later tells him to S-D-U-F-A. <laughs> <laughs> what? I was going somewhere between shut the fuck up and stuff it. And yeah, I kind of yeah. got confused there. <laughs> you got like
2: right in the middle there. I really like it. Okay, but before we get to uh, uh, Erin, obviously she has my favourite arc of the season. She's one of my, like, all-time favourite characters. But before that, we still have a few more uh, categories of the quiz. You have opportunities to score some extra points here. We still have culture, history, geography, and nature.
0: Mm, Geography. Geography. That's where they keep the joggers. I'll consider it once I see a happy jogger. Okay. <clears throat> now, this is a tough one. All
2: right. What was the original destination of Moya prior to her escape? Oh. oui. Um yeah. That's uh that's a deep cut. I don't think it's mentioned other than the premiere episode, Sebaceous Prime. Oh no. Alas No. That no. was we were scheduled for transfer to Terran Ra.
0: That is a liferous colony. Okay, yes. Yeah.
2: Uh, hey, some of these questions are tough, right? Yeah, no, totally. Okay. Now, here's one that's also rather a tough one. Which characters had been on the same planet prior to meeting on Moya? Zan and Dargo, Rigel and Durka, Chiana and Crichton.
0: Okay, so probably not the last one. So that leaves. I think, I think Zan and Dargo makes the most sense. But Rigel and Durka have been together, but not on the same planet. So I'm going to go with Zahn and Darko.
2: Very good. (laughs) 10 out of (laughs) 10. Uh, very good. That and, and I'm going to give you an extra five points for the uh, for the cunning deduction and not falling from my little trap. Yes. Uh, with Rydell and Dürka, yes, they had met previously, but that was on the Zelbidian and yes. not on a uh, Zan and Dargo in the premiere episode when they introduced themselves. Discovered that they had both served time on uh, uh, Mekar Seven, the maximum labor planet. Oh yes. But he was in the mines and she was in uh, uh, Harb- horticulture. Yes. Oh no, that's where she learned to do like coding. Oh, uh, uh, does it they came have slave
0: up. coders or something like that?
2: Apparently.
0: It doesn't make much of a difference if you're in uh, in India working in a sweatshop, a coding plant, or if they have prisoners doing oh, that. Oh, like a World of Warcraft gold farm. There you go.
2: <laughs> All right, last question. Which planet visited in Season 1 most closely resembles Louisiana? Aquara, Sychar, Dambada, or Denea?
0: <laughs> yeah. It's Lu- a tough question. Louisiana. But okay, which aspect of Louisiana? we talking about if it was the swamp, then it would be the first one for in, in episode two. But I can't for the life of me remember what name it was. Do you want to take a stab? Okay. We have Aquara, Sycar, Dambada, and Denea. Dambada.
1: Oh, no. Ah, oh, alas,
2: no. I'll still give you the five points yeah. for figuring it out. Dambada was the uh, planet, we just mentioned it, with, uh, with furlough and the Valkyrian blood trackers oh, and the wormhole Dambada. research. Right, yeah. Uh, Denea was the one from, uh, uh, but yes, it's Crichton who says it resembles Louisiana or Dagobah.
0: <laughs> I'm not sure it's a swamp anymore when it's big enough to cover Moya. I mean, hey, it's a swamp,
2: to... it's a bog, it's, what else? it's a, a marsh, yeah, it a depend. fen, a moor, <laughs> lots and lots of options as long as there's just water and muck.
0: And i are still, still pretty clever on being able to get Moya back out of that again. Oh, she's a mighty ship. Mm. But supposedly that means that most uh, Leviathans would be able to do
2: it. I mean, I mean, it was a story told in Hushed Whispers among, among Leviathans. Yeah, that, that young
0: that- Leviathans would like to buzz planets and get this close. Who dares to get closest? Yeah. It seems like a, like a little game. I wonder if we're going to see Boya doing that at some point. Hey, we're looking back. We're looking uh, sorry, back, not sorry.
2: forward. <laughs> Actually, someone is looking forward. Aaron, definitely. Like, of all of them... I think Erin makes the most growth because she started off a very emotionally closed, very focused person.
0: She was a soldier. Yeah. Uh, And then she got thrust out of that role and basically declared, oh, you are not contaminated. and She knows that she can't go back. But, yeah, she didn't quite like that. No. She was happy as a peacekeeper. She was content
2: confident she had a handle on the universe we see any time that she interacts with with peacekeepers she has great fondness for the peacekeeper way of life mm. and she, she knew nothing and else.
0: she smoothly falls back into that as we see in uh, episode uh, uh, 20 i believe uh, ah
2: yeah. yes nerve uh the hidden memory
0: hidden memory sorry oh
1: no that's the, the second, second part, part
2: but yeah uh, <laughs> it's so nice to be able to talk with you like this level of geekery <laughs> see
0: no longer fresh faced <laughs>
2: No, no, no. You're the, the, the frantically fascinated... What did you say, Yes
0: if?: fr- uh, Yeah, it frantically, frantically fascinated first time. I kept the first timer, because that's still true. Yeah,
2: I, I, I love this. I mean, this, what you and I are doing, that's what it was like in the sort of hazy interbellum before season two started. We, we didn't have anything to do except... To talk about the
0: amazing things. Go on for about-
2: forums and, yes, and make lists and quizzes for each other. It was such <laughs> a... I mean, it was also one of the first shows to have a lot of, like, internet activity. Old Fan Farscape? I was never really into Usenet so much. I know that Babylon 5, J. Michael Straczynski, the creator, was mm. uh, was constantly on Usenet. But the web was already around by the time that Farscape was uh, was on the air. We had some, some truly classic websites, many of which have now passed beyond the Outer Rim. Webring. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Webrings, yes. Yuri Gagarin's Webring. <laughs> oh, very good. <laughs>
0: but so she goes from
2: having to have the concept of compassion explained to her. Compassion? What is compassion? Compassion? You're kidding, right? It's a feeling that you have when you see someone else's pain and
3: instead of taking advantage of their weakness, you help them. Oh, I know this feeling. Yeah, well, it is a fairly common
2: human feeling. Mm. I hate it. And not wanting to touch a scanner because that has tech cooties on it.
0: Yeah, going all the way to jumping straight out of her sickbed back into the uh, prowler to uh, head back to uh, Golgotha. No, wait, that's not what the plan was <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Galta uh, I don't know what you're saying The, the base the Gamak, Golta, Gamak base. base Why do I keep going in, I don't know why Gamak it's base It's okay yes.
2: It's okay This is a place of support Unless there's a quiz But we're mm. talking about Aaron now So yes. you're, kind of, you're kind of safe we're, we're now supporting one each other No but She does And she winds up doing actual science When she Yes Rigel And has to study him Oh look I know it's so difficult
3: Up there in the ship Difficult I had to stop him From blowing himself up to bits I had to figure out What was causing the problem And I had to fix it
2: Yes, I know, and we're all grateful that you did the Madame Curie thing. But what? The mo- Who? Madame Curie. She's, she's a scientist. Scientist. Yes.
3: What I had to do up there was like a field strategy exercise. Only the enemy wasn't trying to kill me. The enemy was a puzzle, and there were lots of different pieces, and independently, separately, they didn't, they didn't make any sense. And I had to think it through really hard, and I had to work out try different combinations of putting them together, and then finally, I worked out what had happened, and I worked out what I had to do. <laughs>
2: What? This is great. You're trading in your pulse rifle for the junior chemistry kit.
3: Well, my pulse rifle wasn't any use to me this time.
0: That keeps coming more and more. That's uh, That starts actually quite early on, doesn't it? Uh, this was
2: episode four. Five, thank God, it's Friday again, where she does a whole ton of science. Yes,
0: and then later on again uh, in uh, Jeremiah Crichton is when she's uh, building all the uh, oh, the, yeah, the tech, m- tech devices yep. to uh,
2: MacGyver's uh, a delivery vehicle. Yeah, uh, she she just does a lot of engineering, and she needs to get over
0: it. She's so defensive about it. It's not tech work. It's not tech work. This is field resourcefulness. We're, yeah, we're just like doing using mission equipment in an uh, <laughs> uh, improvised way, I suppose. <laughs>
3: Aaron, this is genius. Oh, I modified flight headsets to block out acoustic wavelengths. That's all. It's not bad for the girl who hates to do homework. Well, it's military tech. It's battle tested.
2: It's also like the kind of relationships that she develops were not relationships that she would ever have been open with. It's like she never, she didn't get very close with uh, with Zan throughout. I noticed. No. Even in, in Jeremiah Crichton, you noticed there was like a little bit of antagonism between them. You were a lot more agreeable as a peace loving priest.
3: As I assume were you as a peacekeeper pilot. I didn't give up my calling. You did. My personal decision to put aside the spiritual seek is none of your business. I warn you fairly, Aaron. Do not go there. Is that a threat? I will only tell you once. There are lines that we should never cross.
2: They need their boundaries. Yes. Which is weird because there's, they're both to me such sympathetic people, but they don't really like... It. They're not each other's favorite person, is, is no.
0: how I'll put it. She did cozy up to our uh, little PK Tech girl. That could, They had a little bit of a... Uh, yeah. Yes. They were a little bit f- uh, very friendly uh, towards each other at certain point until the rivalry between for John's affections uh, started. Uh,
2: yeah. They are fellow Sebation they, yeah. they have a lot in... Uh, but in, in Sebations population.
0: can get it on with anybody, it seems. I mean. <laughs> yeah. Okay. How do you draw that conclusion? Uh, Dargo's kid is half Sebation. Very good, very good. Very good, and I believe there's been a few more references to that sort of thing. Uh, you're or, thinking of Scorpius, the uh, yeah Scorpius, well, yeah, Scorpius was a half the half scaran yes. hybrid. We don't know if the if the other half is Sabian, right. That's That's true.
2: So she has a, she had a few more like. Her, her relationship with Grace is much more, much more fraught because oh. it's Grace who declares her contaminated, mm. almost vindictively, yes. because she was taking Crichton's side, and he's decided that, uh, yeah, therefore uh, she
0: is wrong. Therefore, now she is kicked out and don't want you into my, in my playgroup anymore. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then he left that
2: secret message for her,
0: encoded in the hologram, yes. inviting her to to return, which she knew was bullshit.
2: But still, like. Whenever the nice. hologram played, it, it, she stood up straight. Yeah. She stood at attention. She couldn't help it.
0: Why well, you listen to it if it like was fake? She goes, "It's nice to dream a little bit." I believe was what she said. It's nice to. It was nice to think. Yeah, that's. Uh, of course, the irony is that Crace, uh, of course, later on gets declared contaminated himself as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Her relationship with Pilot.
2: I really like that yes. as well. I mean, it starts with investigating Rigel. That's when they work together, and they talk about that, like we work well together. The I mean, she's, she's, she's
0: not part of the limb ripping group, uh, even though she does get injected with pilot DNA at uh, in yeah, that in right. that episode.
2: She's already standing up like she, she blocks the path of uh, the 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 limerick,
0: limb ripping limb lim
2: ripping. God, let's do a limerick with limb ripping in it. <laughs> uh, there once were three
0: limb rippers on Moya oh. who. Oh no, I painted myself in a corner. There once was a there, there was a limb rip from a pilot. Yes, yes. Called each and every a harlot. Uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> pilot uh, is
2: not easier to to
0: rhyme than Moya, I don't think. Uh, probably not, no. But pilot and harlot going. Kind of, it's a bit of a stretch, but until she they finally st- they stole the, oh, no. they stole his DNA, <laughs> they fought in a fray. They tried to get away, yeah. Uh, and Aaron... Became such a fly. It no a, f- a what? As a flying idiot, but we'll workshop I mean, she, that. She does have lovely affinity with both pilots and with the off- new offspring. I'll, I'll, I won't say the name, but
2: oh, you can. I'm just being unsporting. <laughs> <I know. laughs> she has still some pilot DNA that has altered her her perception. Like she's able to intuit how things uh, uh, how things work. She remembers all those controls effortlessly. She can do more multitasking. And then when she meets Talon. It's yeah. this combination of something that she's intuitively very familiar with and something that is, they come from the same place. They're yeah.
0: both peacekeepers. But it's also demonstrated in episode, oh, the episode that I have here as Trapped in Space Again.
2: Ha. Huh. I'm going to guess 117 through the looking glass. Very good. Hey. <laughs> Excellent.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> when she's, uh, when John tries to give her the instructions on how to restart some some yeah, aspects exactly. of boy, and she pop goes, it, yeah, I know this. It, yeah, turn it,
2: pass it on, <laughs> pop it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> All
2: right, time for another category. Oh, yes. So we still have culture, history, and nature. Mm. Nature. Okay. I originally had this written down as chemistry and biology, so that's, oh, the, okay. that's an alternative header. Which of these compounds is not normally found on leviathans? Mm-hmm. Chronite, iridescent fluid, onlux, or amniox? Ooh. I think it was, was chronite I think it was one of the forbidden substances. You're going for Cronite? Cronite, that's the one. Ah, uh, no, I tricked you. Ah, oh, no. Cronite is what the floor is made of, you know, the Cronite oh, shavings. yes,
0: yes, 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 yes. Uh,
2: yeah, it was a bit of a trick. Onlux is also known as Chlorium. Chlorium?
0: It's an element.
1: It is one of the
2: six forbidden cargos.
3: But it's only Onlux, just Onlux. It is
2: what they need. I'm going to give you five points for realising that it was the uh, forbidden uh, cargo. Very good, though. Okay, the n- next question. How many aliens does the astronomer Linnea see
0: in IET? She sees John. She sees Dargo. I don't know if she sees Aaron. No, wait, she's... Ah, uh, no, because there's, like, some video communication there. So she sees many more, yes. Because that's... Uh, I think she sees Pilot as well. Yes, that's, ding! That, that's what really started uh, convinces her. And... I'm going to go with Aaron as well, because it seems to think see that Aaron was also out and about there.
2: She was definitely on the planet. I'm actually going to... I don't know for sure whether they meet yeah. in the end, but she was definitely there. I'm going to give you full marks for this. <laughs> Plus 10 points. Well done. Thank you. Sticking with, with this sort of list, how many
0: aliens has John kissed? Ooh. Because he's a bit of a slut. I have to think now. It is a queen. so Aaron, that Aaron, is kind and Erin Angelina, Zahn. I'm pretty sure he's kissed Dargo. He's, he's kissed Rigel. He's pretty much kissed the entire crew, hasn't he? I think he's even kissed Pilot, hasn't he?
1: <laughs> no, unfortunately uh, no. I wouldn't I, remember that. I thought
0: it was like uh, right at the end of the, through the Looking Glass. I think everybody ends up in a big love pile in uh, Pilot's uh, den. Oh,
2: wow. Wow. Uh, it is impossible to know that he didn't. I'm going to give you that one. Yes, no, certainly
0: in my fan fiction that I'm about to write. Yes. Oh, of course, the, the lass on uh, in Jeremiah
2: Crichton. Very good. Yes. Full marks for this one. There was also there was one more that he kissed. That's Lorana, the Delvian. But he also right. kissed. Uh, 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 it, well, I mean, she does the the, the air jolt thing. That's it's right. perhaps like she she air blasts him.
3: You can let go now, John.
2: Thank you.
0: She gives him umlack? Ten
2: points for uh, for this full list. In fact, no, I'm giving you an extra five for adding pilots to my fanfiction. There we go. Okay, next question in the category of nature, chemistry, biology. Which of these oils has not been handled by Zahn? Okay. Lutra oil? Basim oil? Chakan oil? Or gosh, there's one more. it's on the last bit of It's under the f***ing staple. Trellum oil. And which of these has Zan not handled?
0: Well, it's definitely not Chackanaw. She's been, she's shooting guns at some point and I suppose that those are those are powered by the, the Chakan oil, if I recall correctly. You
2: know what? I'm, yeah. I'm actually going to have to retread this because the one that she hasn't directly handled is Chakan oil, but not in her <laughs> chemistry set. Oh, right. But definitely she has, we've seen her shooting from the hip, yes. dispassionately murking. Okay, I'm going to eliminate this question. I'm just going to give you a default five okay. and a crisp I mean, apology I for me. I have no... We'll no, just...
0: <laughs> no. <laughs> I did see the expression on your face change as I started yeah, talking. You're yeah, like, oh, no, we'll I, did, just... I Think of that one. <laughs> <It's> like... <laughs> Just forget about this category. Hey, moving safely along.
2: We haven't completely resolved Aaron and Crace. Mm-hmm. In the end, like her final confrontation with Crace, we talked about it before, it ends with her asserting herself over him. Captain Crace, what are you doing in
3: this chair? Who's that? Well, I suppose I shouldn't expect you to recognize my voice. Release me from this chair. Why? So that you can kill me the way that you killed Lieutenant Teague. Who are you? I am irreversibly contaminated. Now do you know who I am? Eren. Son. Does this contaminate you?
1: I am still your commanding officer.
3: But I am no longer a peacekeeper.
1: You are a peacekeeper for life. On the oath you
3: took. Your oath means nothing to me. You made sure of that. You destroyed everything. I lost everything because of you. Aaron, do you know what I learned while I was away from you? Everything I lost isn't worth a damn.
2: Telling him how much she's grown, that she's almost grateful to him in the the sort of ironic way. Yeah. That without his his ouster of her, she would have never discovered how much more there is to life than being a peacekeeper.
3: You will never order me again.
1: I will track you down and kill you, Officer Sun. On, on that I give you my vow.
3: You know what I give you, Grace? Your life.
0: Oh yeah, I give you your life.
3: I will make you what? Your life.
0: And then she slams the button. That's not her their last encounter, but that's how they how she probably would have liked to see their their yeah. last encounter to be. <laughs> she
2: was not planning to see him again. No was surprise. Leave there. him
0: in this chair screaming, having his brain sucked out by the uh, rotating chair of fun. And then she has to see him again. She shows him talent again
2: for some reason. I still don't quite know. Why no, she that does makes
0: that. no sense. And especially the fact that there was nothing to stop him from going back there. Maybe Moya just wasn't a very good prison ship. I suppose not. I mean, the other people escaped from it. It still doesn't explain how he got from Moya onto uh, Talon. There doesn't seem to be a, a, a docking tube or anything like that. So he must have taken must a transporter, transport, yeah. which we know that there's at least two.
2: I don't imagine that he would have nicked John's uh, Farscape module. Well, Unlikely. Aaron the, was out in a prowler. Yeah, Aaron yeah. was out in a
0: prowler, and they were out in the other module to destroy Garnak base. You did that one on purpose. It's a Gammak base. base. <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> I can see
0: you... On the, on the oil planet...
2: Yeah, oh, Chris. He's, uh, he. he I, had a, I had a very special affinity for, uh, for Chris. You know, I'm of Asian descent myself And mm. it's unusual to see someone who looks like me In science fiction and in such a position of authority And like he had I, I, I did indeed try and see if I could make a battle pony for
0: myself It did oh. not work
2: very well okay. No, I don't have the, no, uh, the, the lush Samoan hair that The guy whose Baltar
0: hair does well, work well for you so. Thank you
2: Sympathy for the devil We learned that he was conscripted He was shanghai as a child Yes Something that apparently it's somehow knew. No. Because remember, she reprogrammed the, the chair, the Aurora chair, to right. project this false memory that she must have programmed, where this false image of Kreis says that he was Shanghai'd.
0: I was Shanghaied from the commune as a young boy.
2: Again, how is there a Shanghai in space? Yeah. How would she know that? Because Crichton
0: didn't know it the last time that he and Jelena met, so he couldn't have told her. No, that's right. He doesn't learn that until after they meet. I don't know, maybe she's like a tech girl, she probably read his file or something when like something the techs do. When they get bored, they just like hack into the computer <laughs> and start reading the superiors. <laughs> yeah. uh...
2: In the in that little speakeasy they've got. Yes. Just, yeah, they just randomly pick someone's file. <laughs> Ooh. would it'd be like when they get to Stanza's file. Ooh. Actually she had quite a record. How do we know that?
0: We've just accessed the criminal ident files from the peacekeepers. Seems our Mr. Stans has quite a record.
2: Now, before we get to the next category,
0: we've got a new segment: ads. We're doing some fun cross-promotion with some other plucky upstart podcasts.
2: First up is uh, Cosmopunk, a fantastically produced actual play Pathfinder RPG uh, podcast, co-starring our friend and staunch ally, Pan.
0: And supernatural on the rocks, where Emily and Mandy rewatch supernatural by watching and reviewing a whole ass season per episode.
2: They're they're, they're kind of upstaging us. Then they're like that seems like a, a whole lot to do. Yeah. I listened to the first episode. It's a it's a, it's a lot of fun. Uh, uh, these are two of the hosts from uh, Glee on the rocks, where they're uh, uh, reviewing episodes of Glee. Oh, it's been, been a while since I watched that. Yeah, maybe we should get that a shot. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and finally, hey, oh, this is cool. We've got our first listener submission, uh, which. Is the Farscape theme recomposed for piano and performed by Lee Collier, which is just jaw dropping? It's amazing. Let's take a listen. Hi. Did you know we can upgrade the reactor on our ship to a Troidal Series 3 turbo fan model? No. I mean, it's only slightly exploded. Look. N- no. <laughs> ladies! Ladies, we've got a job! Oh, thank God. I don't care what it is. Just please don't beat up my engines. It's some kind of advertising job for our Cosmopunk show, it looks like. Uh, but it's got to be quick. It can't be anything longer than 50 seconds. Uh, Flyboy, set a timer for 50 seconds. No, we've already started. The timer is going to mean a damn thing. Oh, it'll give a rough idea. Hang on, I didn't agree to be in an advert. Well, it's too late. You're already in it. Besides, it'll be
0: over by the time you get your fat coyote butt out of the room. Hey, you're fatter than I am.
2: Oh, stop arguing, you lot. I'll do it. <clears throat> Cosmopunk is a Starfinder actual play podcast focusing on character-driven storytelling. We're four friends from the UK
0: and occasionally more than four friends from not the UK. We play homeboot stories for the crew of the of 7 set in Paizo's Starfinder universe. Follow the adventures of four alien marks as we get into trouble and advance out of space. You can subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts and check us out at cosmopunk.net. Wow. That was actually really good. This is Supernatural on the Rocks, a new Supernatural podcast hosted
1: by two of the voices behind Glee on the Rocks. I am Emily, a longtime viewer of Supernatural who could never let it go. And I'm Mandy, a fan of the start who did let it go, but it just wouldn't stay gone. Every episode, we cover a season of Supernatural. Digging into the mythology, the characters, and the fandom it left behind. With extra episodes when we need to talk just a little bit more. Because there's always more to talk about, isn't there? So join us to remember the road that was. At Supernatural on the Rocks.
0: Two more categories. We've still got culture and history. Okay, let's do history first. I'd history. like to finish with culture.
2: Okay, very good.
0: How long has Dargo been aboard Moya? Seven are... Seven cycles, sorry. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, sorry. Seven. sorry.
2: Uh, it's actually eight, but within eight. one standard deviation, oh, so okay. we'll call that five points. I have spent eight degrading cycles aboard this ship, and now I'm finally
0: liberated. Congratulations. <laughs> How long ago was Rigel... De- Disposed. Um, oh, geez. I mean, he was in prison for over a hundred cycles, I believe. Mm-hmm. And he, I assume. Oh, sorry. So, and I assume that he was in prison shortly afterwards. So, I'm going to go with slightly somewhere north of a hundred, hundred and over a hundred cycles. Yes. Correct.
2: That's plus ten points. How long has Zan been
3: tortured by my own dark impulses?
0: Oh, three cycles. Three. Uh, no, wait. There was like there was something about three cycles. No, she was imprisoned somewhere else for three cycles, and that's when she tried when she turned towards the the priesthood. That's the first time she was imprisoned or something, which is weird because then when she was a priest, she did the thing that she was imprisoned again for. So I'm confused now. Huh? Actually, you've hit on a good point there. <laughs> so she began the
2: Delvian Seek. Yes. She, but she, then she was Okay, while she was imprisoned for murdering the spiritual leader, yeah. But while she was having sex with the spiritual leader and unity and killing him, she was not yet
0: maybe not on the priest. So she was in prison there for three years, I believe. But she was probably oh, in prison. So unity longer than is
2: not like a, a religious activity. Interesting. Guess,
0: no. All right, let's go for twenty cycles.
2: It's seventeen cycles.
0: Close, yeah, close. Yeah. I think it's one standard
2: deviation. So no, we'll seventeen minus
0: that. those three that I talked about. So oh, there you go.
2: <laughs> not giving you the full ten though. Nice try. Ah <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> All right, how old was Erin when
0: she first started flying scrub runners? Oh, which one was the scrub runner again? It's the one that she flew before the KL-80 and the KL-81. Right, and she'd fly flying those when she was 16, and she was, that's always a little bit late, but she was too short to reach the controls. So the scrub runner would have been when she was 11. Ooh, too young. She was only 14. Oh. Oh, no. Can't do the math on the bell curves
2: on that. So I think that's a miss. Okay. Yeah. Oh, we have we have quite a few more questions in the in the topic of history. Well, of course, this is the story so far, Escape. There's a lot of history. Fair point. How many characters have been aboard both the Zelbinian and Moya?
0: Ooh. Okay. There's was Jelena, Rigel, John let's see who else went on board the Zalbinian I'm trying to remember who was on board that ship during the episode I'm going to say the full cast Dargo too I think Chris has been on the Zalbinian no yes he has been because he's the one who left uh, Jelena there so he's probably been on board there as well I think that's it you know I thought
2: this would be a really entertainment segment but now I just realised that I ask you these questions and then I have to shut the f*** up while you're trying to figure out I can't even help you I want so badly to help you this is actual torture <laughs> Right. Uh, okay, you missed Aaron oh, She was also yes. aboard and, I, and Zan was not Zan, Zan did not. not arrive on oh, okay. board But you did add Crace, Which I think is entirely valid Even though it's not explicitly stated that he came aboard Of course
0: he would have boarded Yes, it's, uh, a, it's the mythic ship It's yes. the...
2: And even in his, like, state of derangement, he hasn't met Maldus yet at that point, so he hasn't no. accelerated his, uh, his derangement. He hasn't murdered Lieutenant Paperneck yet. No. So I'm going to give you a solid 10 <laughs> for this. Uh, but we have two more questions. All right. How many times does John break Zan's mask? Oh, ah. Yes. That, that, uh, back and back and back and back and back and back to and back the, back to back the future, future, where he sees the time flashes and returns holding her, her yeah. blue crystal. You know what? I thought it was a death mask. Yeah, and that's yeah. why it was so precious. It's all yeah. the tradition where the face of a deceased person would be uh, would be plastered and a cast would be made of it. You know, much cheaper
0: than a painting, which wouldn't be able to get everywhere. And photographs weren't available the period of that time. Okay, so now I'm trying to. It's, it's, it's either going to be one or three. I can't remember if he breaks the cycle by breaking the mask or if he breaks the cycle by not breaking the mask. I just so, realised
2: that as, as torturous as this is for me, it's probably even worse for the listeners at home who are screaming into their headphones.
0: <laughs> I'm going to go with three.
2: Three, well done. <laughs> exactly. Ten more points for you. And lastly, which high school did John attend? The options are Lincoln High, oh. JFK High, Roosevelt High, or Washington High. Oh, uh, Lincoln High. Oh, no. Ah, it was JFK.
0: Uh, OK. Can't win them all, but gosh, no. you've done well. Oh, thank you. Who else we got? Um, um, Let's see. Um, Rigel? Rigel. What
2: I love about him, he does not grow an inch No, over the entire season. He is
0: still the same. Like, he betrays them in the end. You think that he starts picking up on it, but no, he doesn't. When when push comes to shove, he just looks out for number one.
1: Rigel, this is not the time to give up selfishness.
0: He is, he is old, he is consistent. He is all about food. He's, he's well, <laughs> happy when you feed him. Yeah. Okay, the one thing that Rigel does grow in is the, in his depiction. I mean, both in, I think, in the development of the puppet and in how the puppeteers handle him and how he's put in scenes. Oh. I, th- I think there's a definitely a progression in that regard. And i always delighted in scenes in which they've, found a new way to put Rigel in the scene and have him interact with it. And it's like yeah. either, either they're hiding him, or they're having him sit on a pillar. Sometimes, and oh, suddenly he's actually walking. Uh, at yeah. one point, he's being uh, carried by Dargo. And I swear that the guy who played Dargo <laughs> is actually puppeteering Rigel at that point <laughs> and with a fake hand around him. was just being carried he's around. He's basically and a cat in a bag. He, he just had to yeah, 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 oh, keep Oh, I'm thinking him also moving. of, oh,
2: 117, Through the Looking Glass, yes.
0: in the sort of frat boy
2: crack Dimension where oh, it, yes. where he's he's floating along on his throne sled, and there's just there just happens to be a desk covering our view of where he's floating,
0: <laughs> yes. or in the prison cell when he was uh, captured by the space orcs. Uh, oh yeah, very good, buried up to his neck. Yep, very easy to puppeteer. Uh. Very
2: convenient. Oh, Zan, how about her? Zan. Ooh. I mean, she she actually reverts. She, she like she, she backslides. Devils. Yes.
0: She goes into an, a, a deep emotional crisis. I would say, yeah. Uh, I mean, I mean, she still develops, of course, but she doesn't improve. Let me put it like this:
2: No, she has that taken away from her. Yeah, With control the and the
0: stability. Yeah. Although there is some, something to be said that the control she had it, and like the fact that she you backslide doesn't mean you lose that. It's like when you cheat on a diet for your day, you haven't ruined your diet. You know, well, you, you just set yourself back a day.
2: I wonder if there's an appropriate metaphor to find here. I mean, uh, addiction. Is, yeah. is certainly one where if the addiction is severe exposure to the substance or the habit or, or whatever yeah. like breaking the restraint can be extremely mentally damaging True. to one's self-confidence to, to one's ability to maintain that kind of like it wasn't very it wasn't laid on very thick there might act now I'm thinking about it, there might actually be uh, something of a of an addiction narrative,
0: and but there also seemed to be some sort of transferable talent, if I recall that episode correctly, when oh yeah there it was, was
2: stolen from her right. so that Talin
0: could benefit from her, yeah.
2: after which she immediately went and killed someone and went insane
0: ruined it all, yeah, weird woman that yeah, but other than that, Zahn is almost always so serene and so helpful and confident which makes it all the more interesting when she's not
2: and she's such an amazing actress as yes. well she's so gorgeous obviously Hayes, she's, she's yeah. a beautiful crea- like a beautiful creation the collaboration of the makeup department and her own like her sacrifice as a woman she shaved her head yep. she's and, and uh, oh I saw an interview with her from a few years ago where she declared that she's taken a vow of celibacy in that like she had her fill of attractive young men in her youth and now it's oh. somebody
0: else's turn oh very nice. how very considerate of her thank
2: you so much Mrs Hay <laughs> now that now we stand a chance as well. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Last category. Leftover is culture. Mm, bring it on. Okay. Now, culture is a bit of a cheat, but I, I debated whether to call the category cultural
0: entertainment. You'll, no, you, you'll okay, see. Okay. Fair enough. Which alternative identities does John use throughout season one? Okay, he uses the identity of one of the commanders of the, the peacekeeper commanders, the, the raiding team that came on yeah, board. Yeah, I'll give you that one. That's Captain yeah. Larac. Larac, yes, that's yep, the one. Yeah, that's the one he uses when he infiltrates the Gamak base. Yep. And he also uses that, I believe, when they first. Uh, he also uses the same identity when Larac comes on board.
2: Yeah, but it's not the same identity. No, He's no, not it's different. It, that's, no, as that, an Iraq.
0: And that's the commander of the first uh, time a uh, marauder came on board when they were fighting the monarch, and uh, they used the heat to uh, get all the peacekeepers in. How uh, would ah, those peacekeepers leave, though? Yeah, because well, uh, uh, yes. do you remember
2: he he, he told them like? God, kind of creature are you? That's a good question. It's Too bad Christ didn't ask that before he declared war on me.
0: Yes. Yeah. Okay, yeah, you're right. They leave. I forgot about that. But that yeah, they... he
2: identifies himself
0: as Captain Crichton to uh, right. uh, uh, Lorac. That's why I maybe thought that he was... Uh he was a captain, captain and not a commander. And, and a commander. Uh, you pulled a sneaky on him. A little bit. Uh, in uh, episode two, he actually calls himself a space alien, so that's fine. I'm, sh- I'm sure he's done a few more, but I can't really quite uh, put my finger on which, which, which episode oh. it would have been.
1: Oh, no.
2: With the Vorkarian blood trackers,
0: oh. he identified himself as
2: Butch Crichton. Butch oh, God,
1: yes. <laughs> I'm Butch. This
2: is Sundance. where the hole in the sky again. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm going to squeak you yeah. through with. You know what? Actually, you didn't really get the Captain Crichton either. No, oh, I'm sorry. No, no, I'm going to call no, this one a whiff. No, I agree. I agree. All right. Now, uh, you can earn some points back. Yeah. How many forms of address can you name for Rigel? Specifically, how many different titles have people given
0: Rigel? Okay. Dominar, Your Eminence, there's been some distinctly less. Flattering ones. Gosh, yes. I could go and sit here and flip through my notes here because I know I can find at least two more, but that would take quite a while. Uh, oh yes, you've got your whole set of I've, notes. I have. No, okay, notes here. I'm
2: sorry. I'm sorry. The, <laughs> I should have said a timer or something. <laughs> <laughs> I, timer or something. <laughs> I
0: think earbrows ear was one of That's mine. That's yours. You,
2: yeah. You're not a member of Moya. No, Gosh, true. That we were.
0: I um, know and, and for a fact that I wrote down several more. I He's should have cold. made
2: this a, a, a reverse sort of a, a multiple choice one, shouldn't I? Oh. Uh? I mean, you're right, uh, Like e- your eminence is definitely right. Dargo, yeah. Zan, Bakesh, Pilate, and the priests have all called him your, uh, your the eminence. eminence yeah. uh, Dargo once adds your rectal eminence.
0: Right, that's after he does another one of his helium farts. <laughs> no. yeah. Gianna calls him your royal frogness. Aye,
3: aye, your royal frogness.
2: Darko
0: calls him your Lonus That's yeah. That's the one I have. Re- I think I have that one written down. I think, yeah. yeah.
2: And Crichton's nicknames include like Sparky and Big Fella. And
0: that- never really got the Sparky one. That's uh, what, what, what that's a reference to.
2: Okay, we'll call this one a whiff as well. Yes. I no. That's.
0: We've got two more questions. Okay. What is Crace's brother's
2: name? Oh. I, I know. It's oh, right, a multiple yeah. choice. Okay. Is it Talvo, Melkor, Bital, or Varel?
0: Oh, Talvo, Melvo, Bitalo. I'm going to go with Talvo.
2: Talvo is correct. Yes. Well done. Talvo, Crace, ten points. Good, good. All right, and I'm one waiting. more multiple choice. Which of these is not a Luxon possession?
0: Shielquin? Qualta, Tokar, Ima. Ooh, well, Tokar's the the keyblade. Can you run by me again once more time? Uh, yep, yeah. Shielquin? Shilquim. Qualta. Qualta, that's the blade. Tokar. Tokar. Ima. Nah, I'm, guess, I'm gonna have to guess here. I'm gonna go with Ima. Oh, uh, correct! Rima could- is a probably
2: non-reproductive part of the anatomy. Uh. Uh, the shieldquin is the musical instrument right. that Matala recognizes and that he plays for, for pilots. as yes. an apology for cutting his arm off. Mm-hmm. Uh, the qualter blade you correctly identified, that's yes. his uh, magical gun blade. And Tokar is, that,
0: is his bris knife. Bris knife, yes, I thought <laughs> so. <laughs> okay. Who haven't we talked about yet? Chiana. Oh, Chiana oh, Actually, that's a very good one. Yeah.
2: Well, Chiana makes the I think the, the most sort of rapid development of everyone there. Like she, she arrives in episode fifteen, and by
0: eighteen she's already trying to leave.
2: She does that a few times. Yes, it's yes. true. But she's but, the one who cooks everyone dinner. In uh, yes, ev- uh, the everybody, final everybody's
0: favorite food. Yeah. As a uh, goodbye dinner, I suppose.
2: I guess when you're young and you live fast. You grow fast too.
0: Yes, people are out their late teenage years; they may go through a lot of development, and yeah. uh, especially in an environment like this, I can get a lot of that as emotional development.
2: Yep. Especially
0: when you have got Zahn lurking on the corners of corridors to uh, <laughs> assist people when they're having an emotional crisis, just,
2: just spiraling until somebody. Oh, oh, oh <laughs> finally, finally, someone's someone having a breakdown worse than me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but yeah, she's lovely. She's—I uh, mean, we compared her once to uh, the uh, someone from the cast of Cats. Uh, yes, oh, but that's she, also the way she talks and uh, her sultry little voice, her like quiet yes. little. Oh.
2: Shout out, by the way, to our listener and fantastic artist uh, Stephen, who did a wonderful drawing of Chiana as Bombalarina from ah. Cats. It's wonderful. Check out uh, at Smooth Android on on Twitter and commission them because he is fantastic.
0: And of course, we have to talk about pilots. Oh, well, what, what's there to say? I mean, Dreamy-eyed pilot.
2: Yes, he has such kind eyes. He got so many close-ups in the last I mean, episode. That's, that's I really, really like the that. only thing
0: you can do with him. Anytime you want to do a far, uh, long-distance shot with him, you have to include the whole. Uh, you have to do the CGI the, of the, the environment. environment. Yeah, the environment yeah, yeah. Then, so everybody always clo- uh, cozies up to Pilot. You always get like him in his clamshell uh, hollow projectors.
2: Yeah, I like that. That people got closer and closer to him, yeah. and that they. And what a creation. The Henson crew, like the Creature Shop, they really wanted to challenge themselves and show that they could do these kind of creations every week. Fantastic work by Dave Elsie in the Creature Shop in Sydney. But there's these two extremes where you've got The gigantic pilot, who is enormous and required like six to eight people, right? uh, also like the console, of course, is also being puppeteered and all the panels coming up. Oh, yeah, there's people
0: pushing those things up
2: and down and like... And his arms meeting them and all of that beautifully choreographed, uh, a complex face with these hair eyes on stalks like that. And then on the other side of the spectrum, you have Rigel, which was created like... As small as possible to show that there is definitely not a dude in there. And yeah, that's, he is completely—it's an alien. Yeah, yeah. You could bear—you couldn't even fit a hand in there. You could oh. if you wanted, but there would be no room for the animatronics, which it's. Needed. No, I suppose not. Uh, I mean, and still, the eyes could move, and you could get close-ups. You
0: got one episode started with a close-up of his eye. Mm. And we do see a lot of extra Rigels lying around, especially in uh, the last episode, <laughs> yeah. which I think you had a very good point. It's like you, you, they used up latex skins from uh, right, previous yeah. iterations of the puppet or during the production process when they're still working on it. Oh, this one doesn't. This one just looks wrong. The skin came out gray. It's like, oh, just use them as a yes, dead one. Yes, yes, exactly. It got nicked a little bit. And I guess we also saw that in the, the episode with the wormhole aliens. We also oh, yeah. saw, a, we saw a dead Rigel at one point. Yes, that's right. That was awful. Completely. I want to say vivisection, but he wasn't alive at the point. So it's just a. Dissection. Is it just dissection? Autopsy. Autopsy is the word I was looking for. Thank you. Yeah. I wonder at which
2: point in the the production did they think. For all of these cast members, and we're going to sort of bring it back round, all of these cast members come from such interesting cultures. I'm sure that early on in the pre-production process, they thought, wow, this is going to be so exciting to explore these cultures like they did on Star Trek as well, like you meet a lot of Klingons. And then they realized, once they did their first episode with Delvians, they realized even having four Delvians... All that makeup. I'm like, this is so expensive. It takes so long. How much did Rigel cost? 20 million. We're never going to Hyneria. We're definitely never, ever going. <laughs> we we, imagine having to build 80 of these little figures Oh,
0: that would be terrible. They did have the, do the throne room scene in Labyrinth, where you have, I don't know how many pe- goblin puppets sitting around. Oh, gosh, many yeah. Things are, you could do that for a Hynerian throne room scene. Oh, how but glorious would that be? It would be a fantastic shot. But you'd have to build a stage with as many holes as the Swiss cheese, for a, and a, like a small <laughs> yes. army of puppeteers to do all. A the stage
2: thing. up real high, which was yeah. originally it was one of the original plans for uh, for Moya's sets to be built on uh, on gantries on risers, yeah. so that you could have like panels rising up out of the ground, and you could have the puppeteers under the uh, under, under the, the floors to do creative stuff. Right. One of many things that, alas, didn't
0: didn't survive the budget cuts. Yeah. Well,
2: you know, they they did an amazing amount of work, the, the CGI holds mm. up Like, the idea that this came out in 1999, produced in Australia, it was just on the Sci-Fi Channel, and 22 of these episodes in a year. Absolutely breathtaking. Yeah, it's a
0: punishing schedule. It gives you two weeks per episode, I guess, if nobody takes any long breaks. Thinking back on it, every one of these creatures that we saw, like Namtar, the Mm. rebooted
2: kink wizard, uh, like, that had to be built in a week, right? Because you've got a a week and a bit before you do your next... uh, Well,
0: I presume they had a little bit more lead time for that design.
2: Sure, but if you want to take more lead time on one creature, then that leaves less of your team available for next week's episode true, the true. previous week's no, episode.
0: absolutely. That's very true. But a lot of the uh, problems were solved by this week's episode. We have the, the Planet of the Purple Pants people. Yeah. So yeah, that's, the just- seems, <laughs> that, that's the seamstress <laughs> department like of working overtime to get everybody their purple and gold cloth uh, outfits.
2: And then, okay, the only creature we need is a Shukloom.
0: Yeah, we can handle that. Yes. And yeah. then there was the, the ski hat people who were ever just uh, wearing red. And most of the time, not that many people around. No. no, I think the most people we—I mean—we see a lot of peacekeepers. Yes, but they're easy; they're humans. Yeah, specifically yeah, well,
2: Australians. Also, <laughs> and they, have, they oh, no. Amp-
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Oh no! We're not going to end this episode with uh with
2: denigrating our friends in it you was, know, Australia. It wasn't
0: denigrated. I thought it was hilarious when we when I, when pilots went like that.
2: Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> oh,
1: no.
3: She gives me a Woody.
0: She gives you the willies. So let's talk about the willies and woodies about uh, season one. Oh yeah, a lot of people are curious about your about your favorites. Ah, right. So you're going to
2: have to throw a gauntlet down. And- well, and
0: and I know that with my, my my willies, I suppose I'm going to piss off someone anyway, whichever I. Choose. Do it, coward. Okay. Do it. Right. Choose your side. So, uh, weak episodes. I would say Rhapsody in Blue, I thought, was a bit of a, a weird... Interesting.
2: That's with the other Delvians. Yes. Uh, uh, it was...
0: and, and Zan's backstory. Right. I mean, it, it had that, which made it an interesting thing. And, like, literally all the episodes that I'm going to mention about, they all had interesting parts. So, to, it, it I think it's very hard to no, say, uh, like... your hey, uh, your favourites. You're, you're, favorites. you're entire, entirely entitled. Like, we... Right. Like we're, let, we're fans let, of this let, show. Yeah, let's just say that ones I enjoyed the least I suppose yeah. that's probably the best way to go everyone so, can have their preferences r- yeah. totally Rhapsody fun. Blue it was a bit of a, a, a weird one with the whole Delphian uh, background thing and the stealing of the, uh, the piece and the abilities and it was, yeah, it was a strange one. another one which I thought was a bit odd was uh, Thank God It's Friday Again with, that was uh, yeah. Gargo
2: on the on the planet of the uh, magic
0: turnips. Yes, where they were like making uh, gun fuel for the uh, uh, peacekeepers. Yeah, uh, and that again, it was like it, it was fairly early on episode. I guess they were still finding their thing, and they were do, doing a little bit of planet of the week. Planet uh, of the week is uh, the is the pattern that I'm seeing in yeah, your, your Willy's so far. I suppose, yeah. Uh, although I think the one that didn't speak to me the most would probably be the flax.
2: Ah, okay. Well, uh, uh, that's also uh, sort of a bottle episode, again, yeah. Kind and, and, of. It,
0: but it, and again, it has important character development where Dargo decides to choose the crew rather than have the chance to find his missing family. Oh yeah. Uh, so and John and Aaron nearly get it on that too. Mm. So there's, but so uh, I mean, yeah. If I'd have to talk about like the, the weakest episodes, I would like probably go with those three, and like the, I think that's a, the like, flax being my least.
2: That's entirely, that's entirely that's entirely fair.
0: Like, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna uh, uh, reject your, your your
2: preferences. I'm not gonna like uh, uh, defend these because that's just uh, that's that's, just, that's yeah. bad. And and we've already done that because like I've been this person. I still am this person when someone says they they dislike something, and I try to like I want to share with them why I love it and mm-hmm. why it's a why it's a thing worth loving. But. You already know this. You've 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 seen it. You came from a from a from a place of love and 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 passion for this uh, uh, fantastic for this show. series. Yeah, uh, I'm so glad that you're sharing it with me. And of course, we all have uh, have have preferences. Like honestly, if I look back at what I what I enjoyed the least, it's 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 been a really bizarre experience. The things that I've enjoyed the least have been the episodes that I've been the most looking forward to. The things that I was most excited to share with you, they left me with this melancholy. Like oh. Now we're not. Now it's over, right? Yeah. Like there, there, there's all these planets of the week episodes early on, and it's so experimental. And then it's a, a, a western with uh, a till the blood runs clear, and then it's a uh, uh, I don't know what exactly they were doing with throne for a loss, but like it's a sort of yeah. a, a, a rollicking adventure. And sometimes it's a, it's a very talky episode like Rhapsody in Blue uh uh i loved that it was also so wild and experimental but of course like i knew how much cool stuff there was coming and the plot was going to develop you've got the moya's pregnancy dargo's backstory uh the peacekeepers Grace. all of this was was so still much was going come, on yes that when it arrived it was like oh now now
0: the be- anticipation's
2: gone <laughs> yeah now we've started on on
0: what you could call like the
2: real farscape right but we've also like... this this magical like era of innocence is is over
0: oh, right the preliminaries are over. we've now did, done a little bit of universe building and establishing how things are, and now we're going to get on with the actual farscape story, so to speak.
2: Yeah, I mean, uh, we'll we'll probably get to that in the course of the uh, in the course of the second season. But this was part of like the the uh, the, the television channels for which this was being produced. The Sci Fi Channel uh, was adamant that uh, uh, the stories had to be episodic. Mm-hmm. That's that's how the television that they right. uh, that they made worked. Until I mean, you saw that the final four episodes sort of held together, and there was right. uh, there was a two part, which was very unusual for sci fi, but it worked so well that by the second season, the 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 studio was asking for more of them, ah, uh, and this good. became a staple of, uh, of Farscape in the future. Yeah. So, actually, the one that I enjoyed the most was the one that I enjoyed the least when uh, when I was watching it the, oh. the first time, Bone to Be Wild, episode 21, because it was another delicious sort of alien of the week, uh, uh, planet of the week. It was, a, it was an almost standalone adventure in the middle of this, this great arc. Right, uh, but still contrib- contributing to the arc. Yes, yeah. yes, and the fact that it was both We've talked about it during the during the episode. Like the first time that I saw it, I was kind of frustrated that they weren't just get on with it, get back to the adventure. But here, I was so glad. Like, yes, uh, I know that there's cool adventure coming, but you're also like fantastic television makers with cool aliens and like just have some fun, just have fun, and have
0: an interesting story. Yeah. Uh, so uh, as for I, my biggest enjoyment, uh, well, this, disregarding episode eighteen to twenty two, which was clearly the thing when it. All, all of it, super exciting and uh, very good uh, interesting to watch. I would say my favorite episode was Human Reaction.
2: Ah, interesting. Yes, I, I
0: mean, it it had the least alienness. It's it's. I know, but it was very. It was very much about John. It had a lot of aliens. It was. It, it was about the wormholes. It was about John. It was. I, I kind of dug that whole. You're not on Earth. We we are on Earth, but you're not. And the whole the the, the aliens playing in his head, yeah. looking in his head, and turning it in, and like, yeah, of course, like John's disappointment at like, oh I'm not on Earth, Uh but also Aaron's response to like being shown what Earth is like. Rain, uh, uh, yeah, oh, yeah, is that what it is, or is like
1: <laughs> rain? Is
3: that what you call this? I like it?
0: Yes. That, uh, I thought that was. I mean, I think that also like. That's gave, a- gave Aaron a, a bit of an insight into John's world. It's like now now she knows where he's from. Well, like she's seen it. She's uh, yeah yeah. She has an idea about it. So I think that was my favorite episode.
2: That's a really good choice, Kay. Oh, thank you. Wow. Yes, because I mean, it really grounds these aliens as well. Exactly. Yeah. You know, the the the, the Heinerian autopsy. Which oh was, yes, which was grim. But like seeing Aaron uh, brandishing an 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 M one forty one or whatever it was. <laughs> Like, yes that is like she's more a soldier now that you've seen her with an earth weapon uh
0: still Pantak jab Pantak jab but that too you know and really that peacekeeper gun is just a stire which is like got a few bits of extra bits and bolts stuck on but you know that's <laughs> yeah
2: i mean the 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 blasters that have got the pulse pistols yeah. pistols like they're just latex molds they of don't even have moving triggers no. they barely have a light in yeah, them yeah it's
0: not even a hero prop it's just a yeah yeah
2: but it's still yeah. all very cool so it's a really good choice
0: thank you it's a fun interesting uh, thinking about this and looking back at the episodes and actually uh, like having a little think about each episode what it is that uh, that makes it part of farscape and what 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 appeals to in it uh, to me
2: We've actually extended our hiatus a little bit, and I, I took you along on an unexpected journey of your first rewatch of the first episode. We uh, we decided to do something utterly absurd, so I took the European version of a Farscape episode one, the premiere. So that's the one that's uh, that's on all the DVDs and, and airing. So it's the extended version of fifty uh, odd minutes, and we watched it together. And then after the credits finished, I muted. The, the video and I started playing Dark Side of the Moon, Moon. by yes. Pink
0: Floyd and It was not the Wizard of Oz but there were <laughs> some, no there, there, some beautiful uh, moments where there's like a, Of unexpected
2: synchronicity yeah. I've taken some notes <laughs> for those of our listeners who would like to join in this particular madness. Do you
0: remember any the, uh, the the shot of the Farscape one moving through uh, Moya's uh, docking bay building pulled in by the docking web. That oh, was a, that was yes. a very beautiful one. I don't remember which. It's one of the earlier songs. Breathe, breathe. Yeah. That's the one. Yes.
2: While it's being dragged through. Yes, it's. Glorious, And fitting in with our little headcanon, that the first time that Crichton steps out and he's held at gunpoint by a yeah, uh, DRD, D&D, and you see the, the, the muzzle flash of the DRD and the screen goes white, that's when like the lyrics, all you will ever be, appear, like <laughs> suggesting, okay, maybe that was the last moments of uh, uh, John Crichton in, in life. life and, and he's
0: all hallucinating it. As yes. His-
2: <laughs> There were strong, like, Big Lebowski vibes. The Peacekeeper command bridge looked even more like the interior of a clock. Uh, I suppose, with uh,
0: yeah, it's very mechanical and uh, precise.
2: Certainly with the ticking and uh, in, in yeah. track time.
0: And That makes, of course, like a very big contrast to the way Moya looks, which is oh, very yeah. organic, and uh, the Peacekeepers are much more mechanical in that regard. And then
2: the final shot of Moya and the credits with Eclipse. Ah, I screamed. Yes. That was
0: great. It was a very fun way to do it. It's also very interesting to watch it again and just pick up on things and see like things that aren't that you are now going to recognize from being used later in the show. So it's a, if, right, a very yeah. much interesting. Uh, a very much an interesting watch through to just yeah even w- watching episode like that. Uh, and of course we had the subtitles on so we could like still follow the dialogue and everything. Oh yeah, because otherwise it's... you'd miss out on... Yeah. Some stuff would still be obvious, like there's a cool shot of Rigel over the
2: line, it's a gas. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well hey, it's been so much fun uh, rediscovering this all with you and it's been such a delight revisiting what we've shared together because as I mentioned before, all these episodes that I remember not being my favourite, I so looked forward to them and I so delighted in them and even with, okay, Bone to be Wild, yeah. I think we talked about it a little bit, that felt like an interruption. That felt like a distraction from what I was really excited about when I saw it the first time because we saw Nerve and then we saw uh,
0: The Hidden Memory. And then suddenly that got thrown and in. And then it's now like, we've got a monster of oh, the Get week. on with the story, yeah, yeah.
2: But this time I was like, oh, yes, let's have one more monster. The, the Monsters of the Week are so good. Just give me one more. And it was almost so sad when it was over. Yes. And then the discovery, for me at least, that it was Martin Xokas, the uh, the, the fantastic, beautiful actor in that, that, that horrible Alibaba ent costume. <laughs> Shout right. out to our listener, Cribson. But, yes, okay, now we need. it's time for us to look forward and we still have a lot to look forward to because next week we're going to return to our usual form we're going to discuss the uh, the next episode oh wait hold on we have a format for this don't we right and that's the story so far skate
0: We'll see you next week with Season 2, Episode 1, Mind the Baby. A yes. game of rock, paper, scissors becomes a game of deal or no deal when lives depend on a devil's bargain. The enemy f- of my frenemy might just be my end. Wow. <laughs> hey, I wrote that synopsis. Don't, it's, no, don't it's fan- pull those faces. It, it's fantastic. Nope. I'm just like, it's <laughs> so complete. It's so us. densely packed with twists and turns that I, my mind is still catching up with that sentence.
2: A lot to look forward to. In the meantime, uh, you can find us at SoFar on Facebook and Twitter and on SoFarscape.com. We'd love to hear from you. I have been Kaki. I
0: have been Kay. SoFarscape, so, far so, so good.
1: good.